0: Rise of Kin episode number two, I want to talk a little bit about the financialization, in fact, the over-financialization of life. Um, it's something that came to me while I was doing a hill hike yesterday, and just thinking back on my own career, and, you know, I started working on Wall Street in 2007, just before the market crashed. And witnessed the, you know, collapse of the entire banking system firsthand, uh, including taking a job at Lehman Brothers post-bankruptcy where I was helping uh, restructure and monetize the bankrupt estate's assets in their real estate group. So I have a, a pretty interesting and unique lens on it. Um, but what I wanted to talk about today is just the overall impacts that that period has had on society and life today from at least from my perspective uh, because I think it's had pretty profound um, changes to society and some of the some of the biggest ones are that just the over financialization of all of life, where we have we're now living in a time where big investment companies are acquiring houses in mass and renting them out to people, companies that are polluting this earth are buying carbon credits from landowners and uh other parties that, that have carbon credits available that are not polluting this earth and they are offsetting their pollution with carbon credits, but really it's just a financial exchange. You know, it doesn't really do anything. And, you know, I, I think our tax dollars are kind of going in a place that most people have no clue where the money actually goes. And so it, you know, the results of those things are like, it's harder for people to get housing. It's more difficult to keep the earth clean and we're destroying ecosystems at like a very rapid rate, regardless of, you know, what your view is on climate change. um, You know, the the impact that we're having is substantial. And I see it everywhere we've traveled from, you know, wildfires and places that I grew up that never used to experience that to droughts and water drying up and um, a lot of times I see the impact of diverting water, natural water systems like rivers um, to public projects to try to uh, divert that water for other uses uh, you know, for humans, which is of course necessary in, in some ways, but uh, I think it's being done in ways that are at the expense of other ecosystems. And, um, you know, I think, I think we're just at this very interesting point in society where happiness has kind of reached, uh, its low point and people's view of what's possible has kind of reached a low point. And, you know, people are having to rebuild their businesses and their lives after the pandemic. That is definitely no easy task. And I just wanted to share, you know, my lens on it because we've done something very different uh, coming out of the pandemic by choosing to homeschool our kids. And be be nomadic while we're in search for, you know, a full-time homestead to have a garden and just kind of live a simple life and, you know, write a book and express our creativity with our closest family and friends and spend as much time in nature as possible. It's very, that's very different than spending the financial crisis in the middle of wall street. Um, And so I think that uh, it's just, it's a lens that's worth sharing with anybody that's willing to listen. So with that in mind you know i what i see happening in society is that we're we have more humans on the planet than we've ever had which brings its own challenges to manage society properly to be able to get resources to everyone and on top of that um you know the financial system has grown so big that every aspect of life is now financialized and w- one thing that really struck me as I was talking to my mom last week and it, just about a, a place that we were renting when I was a kid that was like a beautiful place it was a couple acres we had a garden we composted there was w- woods right behind us that nobody lived on that I would roam back into it was really like a magical place to spend um, a chunk of my childhood. And she told me that the landlord didn't even charge her rent because she was a single mom and he was just trying to help her out. And I thought that was really beautiful because that allowed me and my sister to have a pretty peaceful upbringing um, and just experience nature to the fullest. And I, you know, I, between that conversation and another one I had with my uncle who lived in hippie communes and homesteaded, you know, 30 or 40 years ago, um, and lived without power or, uh, running water for a while. And like, a you know, lived very rugged between, between several conversations with him and some recent conversations with my mom, you know, I realized that that's, that's like not even possible today to, to have those experiences or or at least very, very, very rare. Um, you know, er everyone that's buying houses, there's some people that have, 10, 20 houses that are just renting them out on Airbnb, which has created a buffer on cost of living that is insurmountable for some people that are just starting out. And so we have like this big structural problem where we've made it so expensive to live life and we've focused on maximizing profit on everything to the point where it feels to me like the cost is going to come from future generations. And, you know, I think we have an opportunity to do something about that right now versus just do nothing um, and continue to perpetuate those systems in my own life. You know, my focus has changed from focusing on maximizing profit and wealth to maximizing my time and happiness and the energy that I can spend with my family, uh, which was a big shift because I was working, you know, six to seven days a week for the better part of about 10 years. Um, and it wasn't sustainable in my view. You know, I, I think it was I, I was on a journey to try to figure out and understand money and the financial markets because I'd never had exposure to it. And I saw even as a young kid, how much that shaped our society. And, you know, to, to the extent where it started to absorb my energy of life, where, you know, living in New York, that's what you focus on, that's what everybody else is focused on, so you're just surrounded by all these people that are reinforcing you, focusing on what you're focusing on with the idea that you're trying to create wealth so that you could live life after you create that wealth. And I just came to a realization at some point after doing a lot of work on myself that that is completely fucking false. And if you're not going to live your life today, then you're choosing to forego living for that day by doing something that you don't want to do. And that doesn't mean that it's immediate or it doesn't mean you, um, can just walk away from everything. Uh, But you can consciously untangle your life and then add back the things that you think are the most valuable after you've decoupled yourself from, you know, a lot of things that maybe aren't providing value. And what I mean by that is, you know, we started out by moving and the logic behind the moving from New York to Hawaii was I'm commuting to San Francisco two to four times a month anyways. So I'm going to be on a plane. If that's the case, why live in New York City? Why not live somewhere beautiful? Hawaii, shorter flight to San Francisco, and uh, the family can live in a much better place. When we showed up there, the pandemic literally locked down the planet two days later, and we got lucky that there was nowhere else to go but be at home at the place we had rented in Hawaii. During that process, you know I, I'm still managing several real estate investments, and uh, I view that as a very valuable thing for our family because it provides you know cash and wealth down the road, but it also um, provides big tax benefits for us as well. And I've been able to do that completely remotely. I've had to travel very little, and. I've taken each opportunity to make a new decision about how I spend my time through the lens of, you know, how entangled with other people do I want to get. And so I stripped my life back to like the very basic things of kind of friends and family and the critical things for my business. And then slowly have added things back, which it's been very few things that we've added back in, um, because I find that just living a more simple life that's less entangled with other people is a more peaceful way for me and my family to exist on this planet. It doesn't mean that we don't have to focus on money because we certainly do. If you're, I feel like if you're navigating the modern world in any way, you need to focus on financial resources at this point. However we're consciously designing life in a way that doesn't have us spending, uh, you know, 60, 70 hours a week focusing on money. We can spend a lot less than that and live a very comfortable and beautiful life. And I think that, um, you know, if you're going to get entangled in that system, it's going to be very hard to get out of it down the line because the world just keeps getting more entangled in these financial systems. So, you know, the choice of continuing to buy food versus planting a garden, it may seem like a huge step if you've never planted a garden, but gardening is actually very easy and the only way to do it is to start, (laughs) whether it's with herbs or small plants, you know, even in just like your apartment or your house. These are, you can start to experience these things immediately if you choose to. And I think the more that uh, the world goes into sort of a heavy banking oriented and control oriented uh, environment, you know, the more you're going to see people wanting to opt out. It seems to me like there's a huge number of people that want to opt out of the system and they just don't know how. And that's the the only way that you can do it is by actually taking the step to do it and to change your behavior and stop doing things the way that you've been doing them because without you willing to make that change, uh, your experience of life will likely not change. So we've been fortunate again that we've created a, a time where you know, we own a little bit of land in Costa Rica. We don't own anything else. I have a couple commercial investments. And, you know, we're really starting from scratch at this point because it gives us the opportunity to focus on what we choose, which is, you know, I'm choosing to document this journey via the podcast. I'm working on writing a book, which has been... Uh, you know, a creative challenge that I've been looking for. And I wouldn't have time to do that if I hadn't peeled back these other layers of life. So, you know, I think the key to all of this is just like allowing yourself to go through change and permitting that change to happen and, you know, not expecting everything to line up the way you need it to line up in your mind because, uh, that rarely happens. And, you know, we're on the journey of being nomadic. We're finding out that like, you know, being so far away from family down here in Costa Rica is not necessarily something that we want to teach our kids, right? We want to teach them to be closer to family. And, um, you know, so we're working on how we can shape our lives, that we can spend more time with our close family, with our parents, and with with our friends and, and loved ones. And, you know, allowing that stuff to change versus just going head on and going into uh, starting a new project just because we said we were going to start it or we thought we were going to start it, I, I think is not always the best choice. So these times, it feels to me like we're in a time where it's a great time to just do the minimum, take as much time as you can to reflect on what it is that you want out of your life and how you can start doing that, you know, today. Because if not, the game of earning money so that you can spend it will continue in perpetuity for sure. It, it It's a vicious cycle if you get caught up in it. And um, I'm super thankful that I have a supportive wife and I have enough wits to realize um, how fruitless that game really is and can be. And uh, I hope that you can see it too. That's the purpose of this is like trying to share as much as I can about my experience and the experience of kind of being deep in society and doing something that I didn't necessarily love, but that was very lucrative and then making that decision to just rip the bandaid off and stop doing that and shift and allow the space in my life for, uh, life to unfold and to change and to blossom and to grow. Um, it's really a beautiful thing. It's probably the best gift that you can give to yourself is a little bit of space. Instead of jumping from one decision to the next. And so I would encourage everyone to do that to the extent that you can. And whether that's five minutes or five weeks or five months or five years, you know, I think you should decide for yourself. But um, yeah, I, ju- I just wanted to share that today. And I hope everybody's having an incredible day. And I look forward to putting out more of these all what seems like random thoughts to me thank you for listening keep it short and sweet this one and live in peace